0: welcome back you are listening to episode 23 of double hop beat a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene i'm james home brewer and beer enthusiast
1: and i'm shannon and i like the taste of beer so this week we are going to be highlighting some ways that breweries are giving back to their communities but first i want to get a check-in from james on how his brewing experience is going james
0: yeah so it's been a pretty busy couple last couple weeks A lot of kegging going on of uh, my prior brews that I've talked about with the Spiced Ale and the Winter Experimental Ale. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just getting ready to do my two batches of new beers that I'll be doing this week, which will be a Blonde Ale and a new IPA.
1: Awesome. And you're going to be doing something a little bit different with these ones, right?
0: Yeah, so these ones I not only plan to initially put in kegs, but I am going to be canning these beers if they turn out well. So fingers crossed. Hopefully uh, at least one of them will make it into the can.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully they'll get some labels, maybe. Something we're working on.
0: So yeah, we've been trying be to cool. design some can labels. So we're still working on that and should be pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. It'll be pretty cool to see your own beer in a can in the fridge. Yeah, and it's like cool.
0: finally I could use all those like the plastic tops that yeah, come you with so all many the cans. Saved up. so like it was just good thinking on my part to, every time I would get you know like the craft beer they usually come in like the four or mm-hmm. six pack the little um the plastic yeah tops the plastic holders, carrying yeah. holders so I saved them from all the craft beers that I've had so I have a whole stack of There's them like now a hundred. That I can, yeah that I can reuse for my cans so
1: yeah very exciting well Woo-hoo. I can't wait for that Okay, and also we want to give an update on a brewery that we checked out last weekend with some friends. We went to Bog Iron Brewing down in Norton, Massachusetts, and it was fun. We had a good time. It's it's a small place. Um, it's probably I don't know. It's it's really just one room, honestly. Yeah, but it's,
0: it's pretty small. But it was we, homey. We really had a lot of fun because we brought a lot of games with us. Uh, we mm-hmm. played what what games did we play? We played the we played
1: Twenty Questions. 20 which Questions. My mom got you for Christmas. And yeah. that was fun. And then we also played probably one of the longest Uno games I've ever been involved in. Yeah, like seriously, we had to that reshuffle was... the discard deck at least three or four times. So but there's also good. some
0: rules that we played with that like I don't remember playing with before. For example, like it was.
1: Oh, you could put a draw two on top of a draw two. Or the yeah.
0: reverse, like, and everyone just had re- multiple reverses. So. Oh,
1: I that. That's not, think- no, not that it was it was the No, not the reverses. It was just the, the add-on. Yeah. It, was, it
0: was the add-on, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, But that was fun, and we uh, picked up a new game called Shut the Box, which we thought was really fun and it's easy for when you're hanging out and just relaxing, having a couple of drinks. It's not a game you really like to think about, so that was nice.
0: Yeah, like, if you are a fan of dice games, this is definitely mm-hmm. one that we really love playing, and it really didn't take a whole lot of, like, Explaining for rules or anything—it's pretty
1: simple. And so we liked it so much, we bought it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we literally like we're We're on on, Amazon. Amazon, Like in the us and our friends were all just on Amazon buying the game because the brew—that was one of the games that the brewery had. Yeah, which like I never would have thought of that game or even thought to look for that kind of game. I've never seen it before. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
1: and then we got to play it again this weekend when your brother came to visit and you guys had a little craft beer tasting with your um, special tasting flight glasses that you got for your 30th birthday. Yeah, he
0: came to visit us from St. Louis. And he's a big IPA fan as well. So I wanted to just try some new IPAs with him as we were playing some games. Again, we played the shut the box game yep. once again. Mm-hmm. And his favorite was the Own the Night Hazy IPA by Radiant Radiant Pig Craft Beers. And his second favorite was the Airways IPA, Invisible Airways IPA mm-hmm. by Stelwagon Beer Company. And they're in Marshfield, Mass.
1: Oh, so that one's a local.
0: So that one's a local beer. And
1: Radiant Pig is from New York, right?
0: Yeah, they're in New yeah. York.
1: I liked that one too. The Own the Night had the raccoon on the can.
0: Yeah, it was a really cool can. It
1: funny. It was I liked the graphics on it. So,
0: But it was just so funny because we were tasting all these, like we had at least seven to eight craft beers popped open and we were just sampling them all. And my brother, he, he's like, yeah, I really like this one. I'm like, oh, would you drink it? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I would drink it again. And as he says that, we were standing in the kitchen having a conversation <laughs> and he takes a taster glass that still had half the beer in it and just dumps it down the sink <laughs> like, and I'm like
1: huh what the
0: heck like what what do you t- like I guess you didn't like it And he's like oh sorry I, I he goes I, I
1: thought I drank it he's like I, I was thought I drank it, it and
0: I was gonna rinse it out so I got a little ahead of myself and I go I skipped a step <laughs> I go oh man so like that's <laughs> just so much fun like trying new craft beers so it was, it was a good time it was it was quite a humorous experience
1: yeah but that's what we've been up to since our last episode So this week uh, I did find a pretty cool initiative um, regarding the relief efforts for the brush fires in Australia and that kind of inspired me to do some more research on how breweries are giving back to their communities. So we really wanted to highlight the efforts that are being made by breweries to support the relief effort in Australia, so not just Australian breweries but around the world as well. So to date, uh, these brush fires are pretty serious. 28 people have been killed, and around 3,000 homes have been destroyed so far. Um, So pretty devastating for those who are living over there. And the air quality in Sydney is actually 11 times the hazardous level. Uh, And I'm going to reach out to my cousin because he's actually studying abroad in Sydney right now. So I'm hoping that everything is going okay with him. And with these brush fires, 7.3 million acres have been burned, uh, as well as like about, I think it was half a billion animals, so... Um, it was pretty pretty devastating. So any contribution that breweries can make to the rescue and containment efforts are going to be really great. So what I found, James, is that there is the Australian Resilience Beer Project. And brewers in Australia and internationally are making the Resilience Brew to raise money for the brush fire Relief. Uh, so it's kind of, it made me think of the Pink Boots, kind of how there's like this one recipe that everyone can get a hold of and make it. For this cause and
0: then the proceeds would go mm-hmm. to the release relief effort that's awesome
1: yeah so you can it's uh five percent pale ale and you can go on to the resilience.beer uh website and look that up and if you're a brewer you can register and get the recipe and then make it and then if you sell it the proceeds will go towards um the different organizations like the Firefighters um, and the Wildlife Protection Agencies over there. So I thought that was really cool um, and it made me actually look into other ways that breweries are helping out. So one of, right here in the States, in Cincinnati, one of the breweries that's doing a lot right now um, for Australia is the High Grains Brewing. And they are going to be producing a pale ale, which is going to be called Lil Joey which I thought was really cute, the kangaroo Joey. And so that beer is gonna be released on February 24th in 16 ounce four pack cans and drafts. And you can actually pre-order, it says on their website. And all 25% of those proceeds are gonna go towards the fire departments and wildlife rescues. So I thought that was really cool.
0: So you can actually order it online?
1: I did not click the order button. I can if you would like me to. Um, I know that there's some restrictions within certain states where you can't ship alcohol. Uh, through the mail so
0: so you'd probably want to check on that
1: yeah but if you're in the Cincinnati area I think you can go there and get it in pre-order and pick it up when they release it so I thought that was very cool
0: and another brewery was X Nova Brewing mm-hmm. and they're in Portland Oregon yeah yeah and they wanted to give 100% of their proceeds back
1: yeah so when they originally started in Portland that was their like flagship location and they have given they Their mission is to give 100% of their proceeds back to charity. And recently, last year, they opened actually two new locations. So another one that's in Oregon, which is in Beaverton, and then one in New Mexico. And so they support a lot of local charities uh, that service the poor in in those communities. So all of their proceeds, which I thought was really... I mean, they must have a lot of people backing them. And I mean, it's a really awesome thing that they're doing. So they support a lot... Um, like the Friends of Children, which is an early intervention program for underprivileged kids kind of helps stop the cycle of poverty. Uh, Justice for the Poor, Impact, I think it's Impact NW. And then they also have, you can go and volunteer with them.
0: And I think last year, uh, locally around us in Massachusetts, there was Craft Beers for a Cause, which helped Mm -hmm. raise money for the Boys and Girls Club. Um, So that's just one of those things that's like, It really does take community and breweries are just working together no matter whether they're big breweries, small breweries. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of working together towards common causes, which is just another reason to drink craft beer.
1: Yeah, and it got me thinking about the community um, aspect of craft beer, like you were saying, just how people who are in the craft beer industry are just so down to earth and want to, they're not just in this for the profit, they're in it to help out their communities and make like a better life for people who are around them. So it kind of, it was inspiring. And there's a, there's a lot of breweries out there that uh, do have philanthropic efforts, but I had, I found three that I really liked uh, that I thought were doing something. And then since we're going to Minneapolis,
0: so. you found a brewery in Minneapolis that...
1: I did. It's called Finnegan's Brewery. And their motto is, uh, here's to doing good. So was pretty simple and self-explanatory. And they really, um, they call it a barstool philanthropy. So you can kind of just, you know, raise the word about asking if places sell the Finnegan's brewery beer um, because their proceeds also go back to charity. So they're kind of letting their people know that, hey, if you don't see some place that sells our beer, like let them know that this is what our your deal is and um, encourage them to sell it there so we can give more back to the community.
0: I thought it was really interesting with this brewery is they also have like a co-working space?
1: Yeah. So it's really cool. It's, um, they have, it's called the Finnovation Lab, which I thought was really cool. And funny.
0: Finnovation. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was created to provide co-working and office spaces, uh, education, technical assistance, and support t- for impact-driven entrepreneurs and investors. So kind of help other people who want to start um, businesses get off their feet. And the brewery's gonna help them help them do it. It's actually located, um, from what I could tell, in the same like building or like complex as where they brew the beer. So I thought that was really cool and something I never heard of um, a, a brewery offering, at least that I know of. So.
0: And so, whether it's for a cause or on the flip side, a lot of breweries do their sustainability programs. Yeah. And just having knowledge of how. They use their wastewater mm-hmm. and electricity and everything else and fight fighting pollution and, and environmental elements. There's some breweries that do that too, right?
1: Yeah. Um, well, one other thing that I just thought was really cool about Finnegan's, which before I go to the next um, brewery, was that they do a lot for the food banks in their locations. And they actually have what's called a reverse food truck. So this is where people can go to the food truck and donate food, like canned goods and everything like that. Um, or make donations in general. And then they use any of the proceeds that come from the reverse food truck to buy uh, produce from local um, community-supported agricultural farms and then donate that to the food shelters. So I thought that was a really cool thing. I've never heard of a reverse food truck before.
0: And I've never even thought that a brewery would go through all those lengths to help out Mm -hmm. the community. And it has nothing to do with their beer.
1: Yeah, and they, I mean... Exactly. They just really want to give back to their community and they, you can go again, volunteer with them. They have uh, community action nights. You can sign up. And actually, if you go on their website and sign up as a volunteer, you get your first beer free. So that's an incentive to go and get, and then you can um, sign up for volunteer events at the same time. So that was really cool. So you were mentioning the
0: environmental, environmental. causes yes. that are out there.
1: Yes, exactly. So the last uh, brewery that I found that was doing something different is Sweetwater Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia. So we've got a West Coast brewery, a Midwest, and a East Coast brewery, uh, and they have an initiative to help save the waterways and try to fight pollution and contamination.
0: Contamination.
1: Is <laughs> this gonna be like Schoolhouse Rock, where we start writing songs about? That's exactly what I was thinking. Things. That's
0: exactly what I was thinking of. I was like, okay, Steve school of rock let's go
1: pollute our waters we'll make some beer because then our beer will taste bad craft beer for good yeah yeah so i mean their whole thing is i mean without water you can't make beer so therefore we need to preserve the water that is on this planet so they uh support funds such as the Waterkeeper alliance trout unlimited bonefish and harpoon trust and uh, the Coastal Conservation Association's National Habitat Program. Say or, that 10 times faster. Or fast. in other words,
0: the CCANHP. Yeah. What up? Uh,
1: and Sweetwater is also very passionate about reducing the amount of single-use plastic waste. So all those water bottles that we use and then throw away. So they have partnered um, with Costa and started the Kick Plastic Pilsner
0: yeah. On that note too, like with the plastic waste, I think we've been to a couple breweries where they have like a water station. So if you bring mm-hmm. in your own, like, you know, like your tumbler or whatever.
1: Your reusable water bottle. Yeah. Reusable
0: yeah. water bottle that you can just fill it up there and it's like promoting the use of reusable
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this Kick Plastic Pilsner um, is when, when you purchase it, the proceeds go towards um, the organizations that help fight for clean water every day. Uh, and the Costa organization is dedicated to keeping plastic out of oceans and other waterways. Because that's a big problem right now with all the waste that's building up. So and I thought that was really cool. It was a good way to, you know, they're really close to a lot of rivers down there. Um, and I just thought it was a, a different way to give back than just um, some of the other charities that I feel like people think about all the time, like Salvation Army and food banks, things like that. So it was a cool
0: And it kind of made me think of, like, as a home brewer, what can we do, other than supporting these craft breweries that do have these great initiatives, and, you know, volunteering in your community and stuff like that, what can home brewers do, like, in their process? So I thought of reusing the spent grains, whether that's Mm -hmm. donating it to a local farm, because the farm animals love spent grains. And that's, oh, what they we, do. and that's what we do every time I brew. Mm-hmm. As many of you listeners have heard in the past, that we donate our spent grains.
1: Yep, to, to the piggies.
0: To the pigs.
1: I love it. Um, so if you have somewhere in your town that accepts them, you can bring them over there. Uh, you can also just, in general, practice sustainable brewing, as we've mentioned on our episode about sustainability. Uh, and you can just reuse your water. If you have it, use environmentally safe cleaning products. So there's a lot you can do to kind of reduce your imprint when you're brewing.
0: Yeah, especially when you're cleaning, all the cleaning that's involved with brewing. It's really easy to, if you don't think about it, to save your cleaning water and kind of reuse it. So like once you add your your chem- the chemical to the water to kind of sanitize your equipment or clean your equipment, you can just reuse that water to clean. Mm-hmm. Basically do a lot of cleaning at once using the same water so that, you're not using gallons and gallons of new fresh water to do yeah. the same CIP that you're going to need to do anyway on your other equipment. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things like breweries can't re- really do it because it's you can't plan that much you know, in yeah. advance. They can try and reduce it, but on a home brewer's like scale, like it's very easy to conserve water. Or also when you're trying to cool down your wort after you're, years all all ready to go into your fermenters instead of putting that water down the drain that goes through your chillers you can reuse that water then for the cleaning afterwards Mm -hmm. so that's what i do um
1: yeah so one of the other things that i thought about if you're looking to you know give back monetarily wise to the community is i know a lot of charities have silent auctions so when i was growing up my church did it a lot Every year there'd be a silent auction and people could donate things uh, for people to bid on. So I was thinking you could auction off a brewing lesson for someone, and you know take them into your home and show them how to brew, and then you can either, you know, that obviously the proceeds go to the charity that you're auctioning off for, um, and I think that would just be really cool. Yeah, when I know. We're...
0: I know there's a lot of actual brewer- craft breweries out there that do this, where mm-hmm. the head brewer will auction off like a lesson or you know, for craft beer, you get to brew a beer with them or help them make a mm-hmm. recipe. So it's just another facet yeah. that you can do.
1: Yeah, and I know it's tough because when you're a home brewer, there's a lot of regulations that go into, you know, how you can distribute and you can't necessarily sell it if you don't have the right facilities. Uh, so it's kind of limited, you know, in, in the fact that you can't always sell your beer to get money to donate, um, but you could, find a local homebrew club if you don't already belong to one and encourage them to volunteer in your community. Or some of them I've read about, um, you can charge a fee for people to come in, kind of like a festival um, or a tasting event, and then people can sample your beers. And they're not technically paying for the beer itself. They're just paying for the entry fee. So, And then you can use that uh, monetary to go back to what charity of your choice. But I would recommend checking out your state's regulations before you do something like that just to make sure Everything is kosher.
0: And not the pickle.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could sell pickles because I would eat them if I was there. (laughs) Okay, James. Well, I want to thank all the listeners for listening to this week's episode of Double Hotbeat. And I hope that we have inspired you in some way to give back to your community.
0: And if you'd like to share your own brewing experience with us, you can follow us on our Instagram page or our Facebook. And send us a direct message if you have an initiative uh, that you've been trying to push in your mm-hmm. community, and we can help get the word out. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, we'd also appreciate it if you could rate and review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And those comments and ratings will help us make improvements.
0: And definitely share the show with your friends. Yeah, it, It's so funny because our my brother didn't even have you didn't know how to download 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 the episode
1: or he's like what uh, what's a podcast app
0: (laughs) what's the podcast app and our show's free so you got nothing to lose and we appreciate all our listeners so thank you again for listening
1: to us thank you this has been double Double happy catch Catch you on on the the brew side